0: It is time to check in with the Vancouver Suns, Vaughn Palmer. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. And I'm taking a second look at that expert panel on
1: housing, the report that came out last week, the panel uh, headed by former Cabinet Minister Joy McPhail. There's some very provocative stuff in there about local government.
0: Yeah, and she did fully say when it came out that there were things in there that were controversial. I think she was talking more about what we've been focusing on, the the homeowners grant as well as capital uh, equity taxes. But you're right, there is a lot in that report. Yeah,
1: I mean, look, of course, yeah, the tax changes, uh, anytime people are talking about raising taxes, that's going to get a lot of attention, and the interesting thing about it is that the proposal to phase out the homeowner grant was immediately rejected within the hour by B.C. Finance Minister Selena Robinson, and the proposal to phase out the exemption, uh, capital gains exemption, for sale of principal residences was immediately rejected by Federal Finance Minister. So that's understandable that was the first news, but when you look, and, and you're right, Joe, John McPhail said, you know, we, we decided that if we were going to be an expert panel on housing, if we weren't willing to recommend bold things, we might as well give up. So they did recommend bold things. But this report really is a challenge to local government. It basically says if you want an increased housing supply, local government isn't your friend. <laughs> local government has all the power to delay, string out, Postpone uh, projects. It takes forever to get housing projects approved, and it also says local government has the power to drive up the cost. Not just not just by delaying approvals, but by jacking up development fees. It is also very provocative on the reason why local government is like that. It says that um, you know local government has a financial interest in high housing prices um, and. <laughs> it says that local government is intimidated by NIMBY sentiments, neighborhood associations that don't want more projects, homeowners who don't want greater housing density. And this is where the report comes out and says, if the provincial government wants to get serious, Joe, about increasing the housing supply, which it has to do, we need a lot more housing than we have. If the provincial government wants to do that, they're going to have to legislate, and they're going to have to override the power of local government to drag out approvals, to drive up the cost of development. This is sets the battle lines for a major political battle, because in the past the provincial government has never wanted to take on local councils and local governments.
0: And especially when talking about housing. But what I found interesting about that is we hear from local governments and Vancouver, perhaps the most vocal, constantly blaming other levels of government as to why there isn't more housing. So battle, maybe the next throw in that battle is fine. You're going to blame other levels of government. Other levels of government will take it over.
1: Yeah, I think I mean local government. Yeah, governments, of course, pass the buck around and around and around. But one of the things I really appreciated about this this panel report is it really drills down to why it is so hard to get increases in the housing supply, and a lot of it, a lot of the power is at the local government level, and a lot of the power to resist is there. So one of the pieces of legislation that it the report suggests is that the provincial government legislate deadlines and timelines for project approval. That it require local governments to incorporate local housing plans to meet the housing targets of needed housing identified by the provincial government. Here's another one. This one is, I mean, it, this one makes complete sense to me politically. Is it says the federal and provincial government shell out hundreds of millions of dollars to build transit lines, a good example being the Broadway subway. Absolute strings attached requirements that there be increased density along the route. Never mind that local residents may not want another metro town. If you want the transit line, you take the housing or you don't get the money. it is that blunt on it and i you know I was thinking about that one Joe because i uh, I did the online technical briefing for the Broadway subway last week mm-hmm. and one of the things they showed us was they showed pictures of the six stations along the line, and several of us on the call went um these stations like they're, they're one-story stations. They're like, you know, they have the profile of a of a local convenience store. Where's the, Where are the high-rises all around them? Where's all the housing density? Well, you know, we're talking about that, and we're going to do this and that. And the other. I mean, it's a classic example of local government. They want the money, you know. They, they want the money. They want the transit, and the transit is needed. Where's the trade-off? of saying, okay, well, you know, the national government and the provincial government are putting up most of the money here. We'd like some targets, serious, written into the contract, uh, and all of these stations are going to have clusters of high-rise around them, or we'll go find another city in Canada, Ottawa could do this, We'll go find another city in
0: Canada that wants
1: a transit line, and that's where we're going to put the money.
0: It does seem like a no-brainer to do that now, or and the answer of, oh, we'll look at that in the future doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, the, the technical briefing, I, I know you listened to that. What about the funding? So if there are cost overruns, which inevitably there will be, we're talking about a huge project with tunneling, what happens then?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I asked that question because you remember that the Evergreen line, uh, there was a little... When you start tunneling, you find surprises. And just ask BC Hydro in Site C. So uh, there was a big surprise on the Evergreen line where tunneling, they came across some sinkhole. Of course, Seattle is still involved in legal battles over the little surprise they discovered when tunneling under the city for the highway uh, underpass. So who... Picks up the tab if there are surprises in the tunneling uh, on this line. Uh, I was told uh, the uh, we were told in the technical briefing. No, the risk in the contract is transferred to the consortium. They will have to eat the cost if there are surprises. And, you know, you hear from engineers all the time, you really don't know what's down there until you start digging. So that one I found encouraging. It tells me that the people who put this all together may not have been on the ball in getting enough housing out of the project, but they seem to have been on the ball in terms of where the risk is if there are surprises when they start tunneling.
0: Hmm. Interesting. But And I find that fascinating. Also, going back to what you said about the one-story stations, I mean, we're talking about a corridor where there was just a huge fight over a tower going up Broadway and Birch, taking it to 28 stories, and now we're talking about single-story transit stations. It just seems bizarre.
1: Well, you know, the report,
0: the expert panel, I
1: mean, Joy McPhail isn't naive. She was in government for a long time, and the other people on this panel are, you know, they're really well uh, sourced experts they they understand right the report understands why you know the the politic if you want to put political pressure on local government, you do it with people that already live there and vote there right The only way to get provincial objectives undertaken is you really have to take local government off the hook your local government is is dependent on its ratepayers on people who show up and vote in its elections, just like in provincial elections. But this, as the, uh, as the report says, a greater increase in the housing supply is in the, is in the provincial interest. And the New Democrats promised to tackle affordability, and you need a lot more housing of the right mix to do that. So it, the report is not, doesn't lack understanding about why there are all these obstacles there and why local councils bend to neighborhood associations and and people who don't want greater density. And that's where it says, look, in a way, you're going to have to take local government off the hook. You're going to have to take the local politicians off the hook and bring in legislation that says, no, it must happen this way. It must happen this quickly. And you can't just drag it out forever and jack up the cost with development charges, Jill, that often don't have an awful lot to do with what the housing actually adds to municipal charges in terms of development.